life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. Don't know if you saw, but uh, Tesla's in the news again. <laughs> Does a week go by without no, them being in the news? It Does doesn't. a day go by? It doesn't. Not really. So we, we're going to touch on the current Tesla news because, uh, honestly, not – I know this sounds weird. Not because we really want to, but because we feel like it's kind of obvious if we don't. It's the elephant. Let's it be is. honest. Because, because yeah. there, so there's Tesla news we're going to discuss. Yeah. Hop, Hopefully I will not rant. Hopefully it will not be at length. <laughs> so that's happening. We have many other things to kind of catch you up on. We also have It's a Topic Tuesday. Hey, happy Tuesday to you. We're doing uh, best road trip cars on any budget. Uh, William wrote in on Facebook. Yes. And, asked that. and you and I have not discussed how to break this down, what parameters. We've just Agreed. kind of we're just left gonna, it pretty vague. So we're going to jump curious. in for I'm sure. After the break, we'll be doing a car debate as well for Honolulu, Hawaii. We haven't done many, very many of those. I think we did one other Hawaii one in the, in the course Yeah, of something the show. like that. One or two maybe. So, yeah. And so that's cool. always cool. We appreciate you writing in for that and many audience questions. Uh, we'll touch on one audience question right away. Okay. Mark wrote in on Facebook. All right. Could I do the entire podcast in my Western <laughs> oh, voice? I saw that. Mark, no. No, no. Mark, not and, without and, me bursting into hysterical and, and, laughter. But, 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 here's, but here's the larger problem. Because of the way I do it, because of the breathing it requires, <laughs> because of the delivery that it has. And, and the cutting that I have I to do. I am roughly 30% slower when I do the voice. <laughs> and so the podcast... I couldn't do it. See, I can't even do it now. The podcast wouldn't be an hour. It'd be like an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, my and gosh. I don't have the patience or the air <laughs> to be able to... I, at some point, and I would pass you, out from doing dear listeners, don't have the energy to listen to... And, and yeah, so we won't do that. But, but Mark, I appreciate the question. Tongue. So, uh, yeah, so that will not be happening. But, uh, you know, the Wrangler ad is out. So if you really need the Western voice, the Wrangler ad is out. Somebody else Western asked me voice fix. if I was required to do that when I was on the air, and I was not. No, it I was, was not. We were joking around, yes. you know, because well, I read because of the copy. Yeah, was, I read the copy sort of and I thought this needs to, to be this needs to be Sam Elliott. We don't have Sam Elliott, so I'll do what I can. <laughs> so you, it was Sam. just one little take. But anyway, loved so, you in Tombstone. Anyway, <laughs> you were great, and all your commercials. Uh, awesome. So meanwhile, what's going on with the show? We have let's see. We just had thank you guys for all the response on the Moab piece. Yeah, this is really exciting. I keep getting, you know, texts and tweets and yeah, we keep fun. See, seeing a whole bunch of stuff. It's and fun. When you see it, this ties into the Amazon discussion that we will have shortly, but this does I I hope you get a chance to watch it because it was just fun. We went with really no expectations between yeah. the four of yeah, us. Yeah. Your son went along. Yes, my he son was went hilarious. Along. He and was. people are loving him. He, he was, yes. He does this little, you know, like hand gestures from the back seat. At one point I say, I brought so my funny. son and he leans out like some sort of fossy move and goes, Hello. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, funny. It really is, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, thank you guys. It was really, really a lot of fun to share that with you. Mm -hmm. And that's the style, like we said. We'll do at least one or two of them, probably yeah. per TV season, yeah, just to, to take on done. the yeah. adventure part of it rather than just mm -hmm. the cars, even though we can talk about the cars all day long. For sure, for but sure. But this does tie into the Amazon Prime discussion as well because yeah, yeah. we want you to see this episode. It's still pending. We're, we're ready to have it drop anytime. So that you guys know, we, we submitted to Amazon Prime early last week. We'd all, let me put it another way. We did all the stuff we're supposed to do for Amazon Prime to start mm -hmm. releasing as of a week ago. Yeah. But after you do the final like button and okay, let's go, then it actually has to grind its way through Amazon's process of approval and posting and that kind of stuff. And that's supposed to take about three or four days. 
which would have made it drop on Friday. So we right, were expecting right. it to drop on Friday. If you're listening to this right now, it is Tuesday, and I'm still not certain if it's dropped. <laughs> so I'm sorry. We're I'm hoping genuinely sorry. Soon. This week, the first two episodes of season three at some point will populate on Amazon. The minute they do, we will let you know <laughs> on all of our social point. media platforms. Hopefully by the time we do Thursday's podcast, <laughs> yeah. it'll be old news and well up. Uh, episode one is on Vimeo, but I know many of you are waiting on Amazon, and it is coming, I swear to you. We're, we're, it literally is out of our hands. That's how far through the mm-hmm. process it's gone. Yep. So it should be up there anytime. Uh, one last thing. We have a meetup happening in October. Yes, You and we I do. are going to blink, and people are going to be on our doorstep. I can't believe it. Yeah. And a lot of you have signed up. Guys, thank you so much. It is on the website. So if you go to everydaydriver.com, you can find all the details right there. And uh, there's a frequently asked questions. And I know a number of you have said, you know, I'm, I'm new. Anything I should know about Utah before coming? No, just come. You'll just really enjoy yeah, it. It's going to be beautiful be fall weather. Here, yeah. I think by that time, it'll still be perfectly fine weather, we hope. I expect so, yeah. And uh, yeah, just come and enjoy. You can read about all the details there. And we can't go another step without thanking our TV sponsors for yeah, this true. season. True, true. Covercraft, Gria's Garage, Otter Tempest, and Brush Hero. And again, the code every day for both Covercraft and Gria's Garage gets you free shipping from Covercraft, 10% off your order for Griot's. And the truth is, guys, I know we mention them a lot, but the reason we mention them is because the TV seasons exist because of those guys, our sponsors. We, yeah, and they fantastic. And they have responded to us thanking us, which is how it's supposed to work, thanking us for you guys actually engaging, getting mm-hmm. product, yeah. using the code. So the whole system, the system works, people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is how content happens. We figured it out. Well, sort of. Still figuring it out. Yeah, every every moment, every day we keep going. Earlier today, no you were having a conversation over lunch and just going, so here's something we just learned. I mean, this is yeah, this is a constant amazing. thing. Uh, speaking of things we just learned, <clears throat> Tesla's in the news. Yes, they are. It had to do with a tweet from last week by mm-hmm. the man, Elon, talking about taking the company private at a valuation of $420 per share. Which is not where it is right now. Meaning, if it climbs to this point, mm-hmm. then, I will, then I will step out and make it private. It, and immediately every, yeah. trading was stopped. And I want to sum this up in a brief nutshell. For if you everybody can, I will be impressed. Yes. The reason trading was stopped and the reason this is being investigated not only by investors... The Securities have Commission thrown lawsuits, and the SEC, the mm-hmm. Securities and Exchange Commission in the U.S., yes. has launched an investigation. I think some lawsuits already are pending or about to be thrown at him because of his tweet saying funding secured, and it came out that funding was secured by a sovereign wealth fund in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Now, summed up, if funding wasn't secured and he knew it by the point of that tweet. That is called stock manipulation, Yeah, which is why the SEC got involved, yeah. which involves federal prison. <laughs> and people have gone to prison yeah. for doing just that. Now, he's backed off. He's issued, issued a statement. You can read it on his website. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of backstroking going on, a lot of backpedaling yeah. of, I've been talking to my team, actually, now. I kind of should have talked to them before I tweeted that out. And actually thought this through a little bit better. But what I find interesting is a bit of irony, because I don't know if you know, dear listeners, the Standard Oil Company mm-hmm. got involved as the Arabian American Oil Company of California back in 1933. It's actually on their website, okay. the history okay. of this. And Standard Oil was, and Henry Flagler was, um, Henry Flagler and John D. Rockefeller okay. started okay. Standard Oil in 1870. They built Standard Oil. I mean, huge yeah. fortunes. Yeah, and that was the the essentially what became Aramco, the Saudi Arabian 
huge oil company. Look at you with the history. I'm loving it. Keep going. It, it was really fascinating. I, I will no, go no further. I challenge you to read up about the history of the Rockefeller family, Standard Oil, and how this all came about. It was Chevron, what we know Chevron to be now. Mm-hmm. But they signed an agreement in 1933. And it became Aramco then, and that's the oil company that managed all this. And so they were very deep, as we know, into oil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what has made their fortunes as a country. Usually so, yeah. Many princes and all that kind of stuff. But now that electric cars are kind of the future and this is where everybody's going, and they're now again wanting to invest in an American electric car company with the brand name, wherever it goes, whatever happens to it, Mm -hmm. it says future. It says cutting edge. It says this is where the future is going. Yes. That's what they did in the 30s. Now they're doing it with electric cars, and they want to be at the forefront of that. I don't blame them. Well, look at the last decade in that but part of the world. But they're kind of going about it a little bit crazy. Agreed. Look at the last look at the last decade in that part of the world, okay? And I'll go to Dubai real quick, okay? All right. United Arab Emirates, Saudi, all of these countries that have made a lot of money in oil in the 2000s have all come to the same realization, and that is at some point the gravy train stops. And yeah. when it does, if yeah. all we have is oil, then we go from a country that has wicked amounts of money to instant poverty almost overnight. Now, yeah. forget yeah. about the fact that many of these countries are dealing with separate social inequality issues and you know there's stuff going on. For, for, I'm, I'm not even going into the politics of all that. I'm right. just talking right. the economics of the fact that these countries, even though there's huge economic gaps of who makes what, forget that. I'm still talking about their, their gross national product comes from oil. Mm-hmm. So they have all tried to diversify, which is why Dubai yes. has built itself from a desert until the biggest skyscrapers of the world in the past essentially 15 years and is becoming a t- tourist destination because they've got to have something else. I they mean, are the, the Vegas of the yeah. Mediterranean and then some. It's been a lot you know? of diversification into natural gas and liquefied natural gas. So everything is gas. about diversification. Yeah. So it makes sense in that regard for Saudi Arabia to be looking at this. But what I find unbelievable about it is the number being attached. <laughs> the the eighty billion dollars uh-huh. being attached to this, which brings me back to and I don't have it in front of me, but you know, the whole discussion has been that Tesla, based on stock value, is worth as much as GM or Ford. Right. So at this eighty right. billion dollar buyout, we're still talking about as if somebody walked in and tried to take one of those companies product uh, private. Nobody would walk in and try to take GM or Ford private, but yet having said that GM and Ford both actually make money. Correct. I find this fascinating. There is a part of me that thinks, I'm not saying this is the only thing, but there's a part of me that thinks, and the stock manipulation point you made is interesting because it does say, here's what I want the stock to be for the buyout to happen. Uh I think that was inadvertent. He probably didn't realize or think about that. But but Uh, here's the thing. There is a real part of this, the way this man operates, Elon Musk, that is, I'm sorry, not from the goodness of his heart. Ready, aim, fire. He was the original investor, so as it makes money, he makes a fortune. He was not the founder of the company. He was mm-hmm. an original investor, mm-hmm. so he wants the stock to be as high as possible. But there is a second thing that seems to be a tagline on any time he speaks publicly, and that is his ego has been bruised by the people in Wall Street that have shorted the stock, mm-hmm. yeah. and he has a yeah. vendetta against them. And I think he wants to take the company private personally think this a large part of that for him personally is just to burn the shorts 
just to spite them and show just them to that. actually have all of them have to pay out a huge amount and him to say I won because if you play the long game on Tesla I'm not a financial advisor but to play the long game on Tesla at some point their financials will matter unless mm-hmm. they're private so at some point the shorts will take less of a bath than they would right yes. now but if you buy out private then it doesn't matter and the shorts burn and I think he wants it because I think it's a personal thing for him you're absolutely spot on. And there's also, if you do a little bit more digging, as it turns out, even privately held companies for investors like that, you have to do some research because it depends on the amount of investors. And if it exceeds a certain amount, then you're still not quite out of the, you're still liable for some reporting that could be made public. Mm, interesting. So therefore that kind of negates the whole point of going private. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not a financial analyst either. There's no, you know, but just a little bit of digging and there's excellent reports on many websites that are, you know, by financial analysts, they're breaking this down. But essentially what Elon is doing is saying, I, I've been talking to the Saudis for a while. It turns out they've got a lot of money. Funding has been secured. Everybody (laughs) Who knew. Yeah, actually. And it turns out that funding was not agreed upon. It was not secured. And that's why the stock was halted for trading in the it's middle be of the trading day. Really interesting to see how this plays and out. And if he's found, like, actually funding wasn't secured and you knew about it, you were just kind of alluding to a potential deal at a mm. price that you picked yeah. out of thin air. Because call me crazy, but why would you pay $420 a share for a company when you could just pay the going rate of whatever it, it is, 366 or 350 Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Why, why would you pay more? But that's where the shorts thing and his personal income comes out of it. Yeah. I personally think. But I just, I this this is this is more this this is honestly, forget whether or not any of this happens. <laughs> this is more of the genius of n- never advertising, but keeping this company in the news. <laughs> Every other car company yeah, out there is, is advertising. They have press fleets. They have PR. Tesla has none of this. And yet here we are talking yep. about them again. It's fascinating. Doesn't matter it really whether it's positive or negative press, right? It's just as long as people are talking this is about the, brand the company. And the news. That's so amazing to me. I, and we don't know yet. I mean, the only reason you and I are even speculating and talking and talking, let's be honest, shooting completely from the hip and not really knowing what we're talking about. The only reason we are is because it's everywhere right now. It is, yeah. It was It was. On all of the news sites that I related to cars and all of the news sites I read that aren't related to cars, they were all talking about this. Although, interestingly, let's say Tesla goes under as a company. Mm. Those cars are still very valid, and they're going to be fine oh, yeah. because of the charging network. To it some exists. degree. I don't know who's going to keep paying the charging well, network if the company went under. But Somebody I take will want to take it over and keep yeah, things going. Yeah, yeah. And There's electric gas stations hey, he's built Change worldwide. the name. Way ahead of everybody else. Does Musk Motors work? Is that a better? Musk Motors. Usually, you know, the, I'm bringing the back. I'm bringing back the Western voice for that. <laughs> no, no. New from Musk Motors. <laughs> Industrialists name their companies after themselves. Henry Ford, the Dodge Brothers, on and Fisker on. Fisker Karma. Come on. It yeah. Goes. yeah. Louis Chevrolet. John DeLorean. It's endless. It's a lot of fun, actually. You know, I always thought there was a missed opportunity for John DeLorean to do a Coca-Cola commercial oh, since no. he was busted for Coke. Oh, no. There was a total missed opportunity That's there. Horrible. To do I, I had a horrible. I had a whole chase scene where he finally gets pulled over and they pop up the trunk and or the frunk or whatever, and here's a bunch of Coca-Cola <laughs> in the car and he's busted for Coke. There was a total missed opportunity there from a marketing a, perspective. A Pepsi driver busts him for having Coke or there something, like there a Pepsi go. truck driver. Actually, you know what? There we One go. thing that dawned on me in this whole Tesla thing, speaking of Pepsi and Coke, okay? okay? 
I'm going to go back to the GM and Ford thing. I can't wait for you to land this plane. I know. I, I'm going to go back to the GM and Ford <laughs> thing. I keep thinking about somebody trying to take GM or Ford private. Yeah. Both of those companies make money. All right. 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 If GM and Ford are Pepsi and Coke, okay. then Tesla is Tab. Remember right. Tab yes, from the unfortunately. 80s? It was, a, it was a cola company that came out of nowhere. And when they came out of nowhere, they were the new, interesting, hot, quirky, they're doing cola different. You see what I'm saying now here? I'm going to look up old Tab commercials you see, on YouTube. But you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, that's interesting. Nobody would have said, oh, well, the, the one to invest in is Tab. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that Tesla's going away. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. Tab's not around anymore. But, Ford but, and GM are. But the point so I'm making Pepsi here is Pepsi and Coke, those are the behemoths. Mm-hmm. Nobody's taking them private because they're the big dogs. <laughs> and here's Tab that people are talking about taking private at a valuation. Mm. Nobody would have said Tab was worth Pepsi and Coke money. Nobody would have said That's that. That's interesting. My other thought here is <laughs> SpaceX. Okay. This keeps getting compared to SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. That SpaceX is private. But here's a big big difference in my mind. SpaceX is kind of the only game in town. If you want to go to space, Ish, there's yeah. two or three companies total. Two or three, wait, including using the Russians, by the way. I mean, Jeff Bezos has his blue origin. There are two They're, or three places, period, where you can get your stuff to space. There's a lot of ways you can do cars. Yeah, true. And there's a lot of. Pl- I actually read the thing this week where Tesla happens to be at the bottom of profit margins as far as the profit margin they make per car. <laughs> they are one of many players in that area. Whereas in, in SpaceX, they're doing very good work, and they are with Tesla, but they're doing very good work with SpaceX. But they're one of the only games in town. At least their cars aren't built in tents in the parking lot. Oh wait, wait. Never so mind. So I, 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 the SpaceX comparison is a little odd to me because SpaceX has a commodity that really. They they are making money on it. I mean, come on, the U.S. government uses uses SpaceX. Yeah, that's true. They are making yeah. money on it because there's so few people that are even playing in that world. Here's Tesla. I know you're saying that very few people are making electric cars. Two years ago, true, not true anymore. And electric cars are not going to be taking over the whole market tomorrow. Uh, this is so. This is... It's so weird. It's like it's like a spider web in my brain. It, <laughs> it goes hurts. so many places. So therefore, we're we going to on. leave it there and move on to the topic Tuesday. That we will caveat by saying this is very open ended, and that's why we like topic Tuesdays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they can change in an hour. And you might think of something, and I guarantee you, people are going to write to us and say you forgot blank mm-hmm. car because of the of reason. Course, of course, they're also going to write happen. to us about Tesla too. And Tesla's talk, happening, and probably some Tesla. financial analysts are going to say will be, how wrong. There will be emails because we got it wrong. Uh, I yes, know we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm positive. So that's coming. But let's dive into the topic Tuesday, which a couple of people, William P on Facebook, and also Mark B, oh, yeah. have asked for the best road trip car at any budget. Mm-hmm. And Mark B said, "I'm hoping you guys discuss this because those of us taking a long road trip out to." the Utah Adventure. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) So we have not discussed how to break this down, price Mm, categories, mm. criteria, anything. I created uh, a few criteria, some that I I decided throw those out because it doesn't matter because if you're taking a road trip, you just want something that's going to be fun and you're looking forward to it. Okay. It's kind of my headspace. Okay. But I ended up creating price categories here. Good grief that I threw out the top upper price categories because when you start spending a bunch of money on a nice car, probably any car is going to be pretty nice to take a road trip in. You, you, you go high really enough need to discuss in this world. that right. stuff. You're right. But Fair. what about the low end, like the ten to 15,000 price category mm. and then 15 to 30 and then I'll go as high as 30 <laughs> to 45. Cheap Leave it. Phaetons. <laughs> oh, no, no. Buy yourself. Here's because the thing. when you break down in the middle of 
Colorado or Nebraska or somewhere and By you're going to want to order parts for that car, no. they're going to lead you to the used car dealership. No, you're going to buy yourself yeah. a used Volkswagen Phaeton no. and you're gonna buy it on one of the coasts. Here's my terrible oh, idea. No. Buy it on one of the coasts, have no real agenda, drive across the U.S. And if it breaks, if it breaks, you leave it there. <laughs> That's my Phaeton road trip. Hopefully it survives, and then you get a great story out of it, and you still have a $5,000 Phaeton. Because cheap Phaeton, why not? But, but if, if it breaks, right. you just walk away. Wow. The countryside will be littered with Phaetons now. <laughs> they didn't make enough to litter anywhere. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I thought of you know the categories. Like Usually people think of miles per gallon, and they think yeah. of cargo space. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of fast, fun, and comfortable. That's yeah. really okay. my criteria. Okay. All right. Miles per gallon, yes. By the way, 2016 Dodge Charger Hellcats are now $56,000. Hmm. Just in case anybody was wondering and aspiring yeah. to. Getting, soon they'll be Getting 45. more affordable. Yeah, exactly. Getting more affordable to be 45. And then soon point. your teenager will be able to afford one. Frightening. Frightening. <laughs> was that out loud? Hellcats in the hand of first-time drivers. <laughs> I can't control my inner monologue. You, would you hear that Richard Rawlings crashed one this weekend? I oh, mean, he did? It, oh, yeah. He <gasps> crashed one at, at... There was a Woodward... Uh, uh, oh, no. Yeah. They, they, had, they had a bunch of celebrities. We were not invited. Had a bunch of celebrities out for a roadkill drag night. Oh. And uh, he promptly... He did his, his warm-up burnout. Oh, no. That he turned into a run, for reasons I don't understand, and then promptly met the wall. Was this on Woodward? Uh, yeah. Was it the, the, it was uh, the Hot August Nights cruise? Or? Whatever, yeah. It yeah, was that yeah. thing. So, yeah, there was that was all over the place that Richard Rawlings decided to, to damage. It was a Dodge-sponsored thing, and he damaged a Hellcat quite badly. Sorry about your car. I'm going to leave now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, not good. Not good. All right. Well, just putting that out there, back to the fast, fun, and comfortable thing. I'm thinking, you know, is size important? Yeah, but I'm also thinking of something easy to clean because the larger you go, oh, are big SUVs great? Well, sure, they're comfortable mm-hmm. and they haul everything. They're hard to clean. All Says the, the man with the expedition. You know both of these realities. Yeah. Big and awesome to be in, but how do I get this thing clean? That's all I think about is the that windshield, house. the middle of the windshield, I can't reach. I have to like stand <laughs> on the tire to reach over to clean the bug splatters. <laughs> all right. So we're assuming good condition, basic mechanical checks, that it would run fine. We're not going to bring into the, well, that's not a valid choice because the mileage or the age or something like that. Because I do have some 80s cars on the list that I want to bring up as... That could this be is cool. interesting because you went to specific cars. I did. I went to criteria, and I'm kind of leaving it to the person, oh, leaving okay. it to decide okay. because I thought about it in terms of criteria because I think it varies wildly based on how you answer my criteria. It question. does. It does, and we've made up our own criteria. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's yours? Well, I, I think the number one question here, because see, when I think road trip, one of the first things I go to is when I used to drive. I did this. I think I did it four times in the first. 18 months I lived in Los Angeles. I'd yeah, go from Houston, yeah. Texas to L.A. Most of that drive is Texas. That is 1,400 <laughs> miles, and 700 of it is in Texas. I was going to say half of it's Texas. Seriously, it's, it's, in, it's oh insanity. Gosh. But here's the other thing. The West Texas, okay, West Texas, Yeah. between like the outskirts of Fort Worth area and El Paso, it's you tumbleweeds and 18 wheelers and nothing else there's not a lot out there is there it's not scenic i mean granted you could get off at big ben and you could drive to scenic roads but i'm talking about i-10 does that take you through san angelo texas or is that further to the south? i don't remember i don't mm-hmm. believe so but i don't remember but the point is there's nothing there 
It's like, thank God for a gas station. There's just nothing wow. there. Okay? I had my old Caprice Classic. Because if you listen to the podcast, all we had was Caprice Classics <laughs> when I was growing up. So, yeah, there was that. This was the late 80s, early 90s. Of course, all we had was Caprice Classics. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah. But I drove that multiple times in the first 18 months I lived in L.A. Okay. It was always mind-numbing. Audiobooks were my friend. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. is When I think, like, road trip, sadly, I normally think that. I don't think... The eventual road trip I took with my wife in the 300ZX of PCH. So my number one criteria is what kind of trip are we driving cross country on freeways or are we doing a scenic drive down the PCH or the back roads of Colorado or what kind of road trip are we doing because what you want changes wildly depending upon the road trip. I agree. And I my mindset was usually interstates, freeways, high-speed kind of stuff, mm-hmm. cruising, but with the ability to, you know what? Let's take that exit. Let's go see the world's biggest ball of twine. I don't know what road it's on. <laughs> Let's go find it. Or whatever. Yeah, or I that see. canyon that. road. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you did when you drove the Elise back from LA after buying it, but I yes. would not put that on the car on the choices of Best road trip car. Yeah. It's great for the offshoots. It's great. It's great for the roads you took away from the freeway. But right. on the freeway, you're just wishing that the air conditioner worked better. I'm yeah. just I'm just sticking with the first three price categories okay. because I'm thinking again, there will be cars that you'll say, why not this car? I own course, this car. It's the greatest. Whatever. But I'm going with the Mazda three, and I'm going with the CX five. Two cars hmm. from Mazda that will just okay. do great for a great price. You can find them ten to fifteen grand. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of them, and they'll be comfortable and fun and nimble, and you'll just like being there. Because cars for a road trip, you're looking forward to the, man, I'm just getting out on the open road, clearing my head. I'm going with my Mm -hmm. wife, my girlfriend, my best friend, my whoever, and I'm just looking forward to being with the people. And I'm looking forward to the car, too, because that's going to add to it. Mm. And I think at, at the very bottom end, I mean, you could go cheaper than that, but... I'm saying for low price, nine eight seven Cayman is on this list too. Yeah, you and I found that's a, a surprisingly good road trip fantastic. car. Fantastic. You would, you would uh, much more so than I would have ever imagined. Deep frunk, honestly, very deep frunk. Has a deep frunk, yes. And that's, that sounds like a fantastic band name, by the way, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Deep frunk. What kind of music yeah. are they? I, I think it's thrash. I think it's okay. just thrash. There's okay. a lot of jumping up and down on stage and long hair th- th- bobbing like, during that. Okay, yeah. I like that. A lot of that. Yeah. I'm going oh four Pontiac GTO. Just be awesome for a road trip car. Okay. 10 to 15 grand. And that Nissan 300Z, the Z32 generation, the one you had. Okay. All right. I think that would be an excellent road trip car. Comfortable, fast, smooth. Mm -hmm. Take an offshoot. Take a windy canyon road. Take the detour. A paved detour, ideally. But you know what I mean? Yes, ideally, yeah. And yeah, those are my my choices for sort of, you know, 10 to 15. You've got... You know, fun sports cars. Well, the Mazda 3 is not a sports car. Neither of the Mazdas are. But they're comfortable. They're great, spacious. Just cars you would look forward to jumping in and be Mm. like, yeah, we get to just take that, drive it. Cool. Like that. See, in my mind, I want the perfect road trip car to only be two-seaters. But I don't know that that makes a lot of sense. In my mind, I want the kind of luggage you're taking. Exactly. In my mind, I think uh, Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Fantastic interior. Because my other two categories are... You really want great seats. And I'm also going to say great seats for you personally. (laughs) You and I argue all the time about what seats are good. Yeah. You'll get out of a car and be like, I hate those seats. And I'm sitting there going, I thought those seats were great. Right. We we just had lunch. We just both got out of the car. We're like, and we we completely disagree Uh on the seats. (laughs) It's not like we drove them a year apart. It just just got out of the Seriously. car. Seriously, so but you it have depends to be, on your body type. Absolutely, it has to be seats that you like. 
I'm going to highly recommend cruise control as a person that now owns two cars that don't have cruise control. I recommend you cruise really control every want day. Cruise control and great seats. And if you can do, and I'm going to go with the, the Aston Martin V Advantage. Are I'm you? Go okay. with like the R8. I'm at, I'm at a higher price point now, but I'm just thinking in this. Sure. Uh, Jaguar F Type. Those that's on my list. Traditional long yeah. long nose. I realize the R8's not, but th- let's go with the Aston and the Jag. The long nose. Nice seats, GT decent sized cabin, GT like, car. That's yeah. the that's the dream, honestly. But it's not always the reality, because if you've got a less money than that and B more stuff than that, you've got to be in probably two plus twos or maybe full four doors. Mm-hmm. I really like two plus twos as the average kind of road trip car. I think yeah. in the affordable yeah. world, something like uh, Genesis, sure, or sure. I'll go one better because the sound deadening is going to be better. The Infinity. The G the thirty seven of the world. Very good. There's an affordable good road trip car. Very good. Okay, because like the the three seventy Z is known, trust me, has a ton of road noise. The G thirty seven doesn't really. Yeah. The 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 three seventy almost feels like it. Why is this car so thin? There's a there's a surprising amount of road noise in that Why car. Why is this made out of foil? Don't but understand. the G thirty seven is actually pretty nice. Yeah. You could go uh same world, two plus twos. The Lexus RCF. Excellent. Or just yeah. the RC350. Sure. Just, just that. Sure. Just run around in that. That'd be great because it would be a nice interior. The other thing about it is, I say this as the guy that owns the Lotus, loudness isn't an issue until you're road tripping. Then it's it's a splinter in your brain. Then it, you don't realize yeah. how loud it was until you turned the car off at the end of your destination and suddenly it feels like the world went on mute. Yeah. That's a bad thing. <laughs> you don't want that. I've done that. Don't do that. <laughs> I was thinking about your Jag, actually, as well, and I went hunting, and I found okay. 2015 V6 F-types are now $42,000 and less. Mm. Just thought I'd put that out mm. there. Just, you know, keep that in the back of your brain. All right, fifteen dollars to $30,000, any v- VW GTI. Come on, GTIs are great for the road. Yeah, it's a long Just road trip easy, car. Yeah. comfortable, yeah, good sure, interior. Sure, sure. Again, the Cayman goes here. The 987 Cayman goes here because... First gen. Maybe you get a little bit of uh, nicer, you know, more expensive, whatever that is, and it falls okay. 15 and above. Any Porsche 928, I've been searching, by the way. <clears throat> I know you have been, yeah. The MX-5 Miata RF, I think that'd be a fantastic road trip car. Hard top. If, yes, I like that. If suspension for road tripping. It does have a suspension for road tripping, and not as much as I'd like it to be for back roads. But road tripping, I see that. With a trailer hitch. The only... <laughs> <laughs> Pulling a semi-trailer. Large for trailer. No, it's terrible. But here, here's the only problems I have with that. First off, you've got to really like your passenger, and it is not sure. a big cabin. It no. is a tiny cabin with terrible cup holders. I'm sorry to say it. I hate to bring cup holders up, but the cup holders no. in the MX-5 are awful. They're at your elbow, and if you have a manual transmission, you now have the option to have a beverage that is in the cup or to shift. Okay, how about east of the Mississippi? Lengths, you know, going east to west. <laughs> okay. We'll stop at the Mississippi River and trade <laughs> well, up for and, something. And, and, we're not, and we're not buying any beverages. The no. only other problem with the RF is, unfortunately, it has a surprising amount of wind noise at the B-pillar, which is kind of too bad, even though I really, yeah, really like yeah. the car. It's probably the MX-5 I would buy, honestly, but it has a surprising amount of noise. The first thing I have to do is lower the seat somehow because my head hits the roof, but that's just because well, I've yeah. got the weird torso. Yeah, and I've got thicker you know, roof, the the lining and the roof and all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm yeah, just yeah. thinking it's a small GT car with softer suspension. Yes, I, I awesome. do get that. I do get that. I, but this is the one, again, you don't want to be on I-10 uh, headed toward El Paso. You want to be in the middle of Colorado on a back road. True, very true. Okay, so 30 to 45, we'll stop here for now. First-gen Acura NSX? Oh, you know what? That's a surprisingly I good choice. I think that'd be comfortable. That's a really good choice, actually. Uh, maybe a duffel bag. Maybe. 
Maybe yeah. by yourself and a regular suitcase. Well, but here's the thing. Get get the, uh, what is it, like the 96 and above that has the six-speed. Get the six-speed, yeah. which I actually, I like yeah. the five a lot. Watch our original NSX piece. I actually like the five and the way it's made it and the way it pulls really, really well. But the six would get you a better highway upper speed gear. Because that that engine's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. to hear whining when you get it way up in the RPM, but you don't want to but do that, that on a road trip. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I have to say it. Any Porsche 911 in this price category. Yeah. But yeah, I'll course. jump to the E39 BMW M5. How fun would that car be on a yeah. road trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Just, kind of a best it, of that would worlds. be That would be rolling. And I have to mention the M3, the E90 series M3 that I drove out for our review. That's true. You drove it from L.A. You drove from L.A. to Utah. They noticed the miles, by the way. They, Pull, like, pulling pulling an oil tanker, but you you yeah. had a fantastic time, yeah. And then I'll say the the GLA forty five, the AMG GLA forty five. You I think, think so? Could be really good. Okay, it's kind of a nice balance. It's just big enough. Yeah. It's not buzzy. It's not hatchy. Like just whiny buzzy. It's got yeah. that comfort level going, but still sporty and spry. I think you'd be pretty comfortable in that. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of specific cars. I just thought about how are you tackling this. I mean, if you if you want to, sp- I still like the buy the. I'll go this way. I still like the buy the really cheap, formerly expensive sedan option because there's a part yeah, of me when yeah. you say road trip like this. I don't know why this happens in my head, but there's a part of me in, when you say road trip like this that I think road trip without purpose. Which, by the way, is not something I've ever done. But there's a part of me that just <laughs> wants to start on a coast, buy a six thousand dollar Audi A eight. <clears throat> Are you alluding and to a just, new TV episode that we need maybe, to go shoot? Just start driving. Uh. Let's take that road. That road could be interesting because then when you – because invariably, even if you try to take the fun roads and you're doing a cross-country road, mm-hmm. you're going to wind up on a section where, well, Kansas exists. Kansas. We're just doing 80. Wyoming. And I just – I can see the horizon from here. Montana. You know, well, but I'm, but some of those places have got actual like you know undulations and topography. I'm well. talking about just it's me and cornfields, okay? And so you want something? Yeah, it's just that wheat, pretty much. Good, good stereo, nice seats, lots of room. We're just sawing through miles. Those are what the big sedans are made for. The Chargers of the world, the A8s, the Phaetons. Yes, I'm going there. But there's a part of me that just inexplicably wants to buy one of those cars from one of those shady used car lots on one of the coasts and, film the experience. and just start driving and see how far we get. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why when somebody says big road trip, I think that, but I always think that. Apparently, it was an episode we have to do at some point. Why is an Uber calling way out in the middle of Kansas? Well, our car broke down. We're just leaving it right here. We need an Uber <laughs> it's, it's fine. to keep going on. <laughs> it's the phantom fate, and it's just going to live right there and become a planter. <laughs> it's a haystack. Just it's leave that, it. It's that Cadillac stone hinge thing, but just with <laughs> totally. one phaeton on the side of the road. Oh. Cornfield, phaeton, cornfield. <laughs> Okay, we could obviously keep going. Yes. These might change. I had a whole bunch of stuff at the top end. Like, I would take a Corvette over a Camaro because of visibility, oh, yeah. comfort. I'd take a Corvette all day long over a Camaro. Surprising amount of space in the rear yeah, hatch. Yeah. Really good to road trip, actually, as long as you have tires. This is my only caveat to your Camaro, to your Camaro Corvette thing. Okay. I agree with you. It is funny. It is kind of insane to think that you think Camaro versus Corvette you think of like the profile of both those two cars, and you realize that the Corvette has far better visibility. That's kind of insane and to think about. And I think a better seating position. I agree with that, too. But here's what's funny. When we had that Z06 last mm-hmm. year for our California episode, they gave it to us in the rain. <laughs> and the tires were already pretty much done. Well, yeah. And it was my job to road trip this car an hour oh, at night in that. the rain. I forgot. Probably because I wasn't driving. Yeah, exactly. You, you, <laughs> I was you were, following in the minivan. You were with Edgar in the minivan, yeah. and I'm in the Z06. All the gear and everything. And, <laughs> and every, every bit of water on the freeway 
was not a question of, am I going to hydroplane? It was just a question of, for how long? Okay, so now we have to just pick June. Only do this in June. <laughs> Road tripping. That's it. With no rain. No snow, nothing but else. I, if See, it, this could go been, on But forever. if it had been new tires, I would have been fine. It's just well, they were not new tires, and they were the, well, the barely, <laughs> they were the barely rain-legal tires to begin with, and now it's pouring rain. Because every journalist just baked the tires. Of as course. soon as you get a Z06 Corvette, what are you going to do? Leave tire marks. Right. Yes. All right. We could go forever, clearly, but we've got to stop for a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with a car debate very soon, guys. You can find a lot of weird and surprising things in cars. I mean, some people have, I don't know, petrified french fries or melted crayons. But one thing that shouldn't surprise you are continental belts. I'll bet you didn't know. They're original equipment in tens of millions of FCA, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also original equipment on the majority of BMWs and Volkswagens. Now Continental is launching an aftermarket line of the Multi-V Belt. It's their original equipment technology series. And Continental has an OE technology series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks already. A belt shouldn't be one of them. So go with the Continental OE technology series multi-V belt. It's the belt with original equipment pedigree. You can get the full story by visiting oetechnologyseries.com. If you love sports, you're going to love Revenge of the Jocks with Martellus Bennett. He's a Super Bowl champ, but he's more than just that. He talks about being creative, being an activist, being an overall culture shaper. He's not a one-trick pony. You can listen free to this show each week exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share with a friend and leave a rating and review for that one and this one. And in the world of self-improvement, you may also like the Dr. Drew Show, or how about the Jordan Harbinger Show, or even The Good Life, only on Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% on your car insurance, or maybe even more. Got extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Hey, guys, I think I've mentioned this before, but I actually used to host a country music station. We have a new sponsor. It's Wrangler Jeans, and I read the copy, and I thought, there's only one way to do this. Deep breath, Wrangler Jeans. You ready? Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans, the pair that fits perfectly and always looks great, the pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. No one knows this better than Wrangler the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability and applying it to a new line of modern fits and styles. Wrangler jeans are made for the modern day adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, a price that works for everyone. We've even got vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selections of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear, all for men and women. Wrangler. Denim made for the modern world. That was proper. Yeah. Technology Truths. Brought to you by Geico. Technology Truths. Truth. You will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet Spangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
Fern and Rad are in Honolulu, Hawaii, and they are in search of a non-vanilla sedan. Okay. And just reading their email just made me think, there's a lot of people that would love to live in Hawaii, but obviously not everybody can. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. man, there's there's traffic there, but they're yeah. looking for something yeah. that is going to move them on that will serve some family needs, we'll say, space, but still having the comfort and luxury. But you've got to hear their story here because both Fern and Rad are into cars. He's a son of a mechanic, been driving stick since, well, he was 13, apparently. Mm-hmm. He's owned a Honda VFR 750 crotch rocket. He's had an 88 Accord manual and, uh, what else, 91 Accord EX with Brembo brakes, 87 Acura Legend, 95 Nissan Pathfinder, and an 05 Titan SL pickup truck. And she's had a 93 Saturn S2. Awesome. Yeah, yay. Had. Yay. But she did move up to an 09 manual Mini Cooper S. Which is very cool. That they have named Domina. This is the name <laughs> of the car. And Domina has been their companion for nearly a decade, but now it's time to move on. They're a little bit older, of course. They've got a small dog, and they're driving family members around. So they, I think people are visiting them when they realize they're in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Hey, can we come crash at your place? They love manual transmissions, but her family is mostly Lexus into the Lexus family. As a matter of fact, her yeah. uncle's a salesman at a local Honolulu dealership. And they also like the idea here of going pure electric mm-hmm. since their lifestyle in Hawaii, in Honolulu, mm-hmm. is perfect, they said. Yeah. So three cars that they're interested in so far is a 2018 Mazda 6 with the signature trim. Okay. 2018 Honda Accord Sport. Mm-hmm. Or a 2015 used Nissan Leaf, if they can find one. That's the big problem. I, I actually ran into a wildcard recommendation that I think they should consider mm-hmm. because I found one at their max budget of $37,000, but we are also dealing with the issue of not all used cars are available in Hawaii. Yeah, is it in Hawaii, which is, is a great question. There? Yep, yep, yep. So we've got to dive in here. The current Mini Cooper S exists. This is what we're interested in, or they, they have been interested. They love the car, but... They're looking for something more reliable, sedan, practical hatchback, don't mm-hmm. want to sacrifice, like I mentioned, the comfort slash luxury part sport. But should they go electric? Should they stick with you know something like that 2018 Mazda 6? And they've got a short commute here. So daily commute is 40 miles total. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 miles each way, but yeah. then they get out of town. So they drive a couple times a month. They drive about 40 miles out of town to do their favorite activities. Yep. And furthermore, no SUVs and no crossovers. Yes, I noticed this. So we're looking at traditional sedans Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, that's kind of the debate. I like the Mazda 6 choice. I actually rented one for two weeks while I was in California working for Waymo. Mm -hmm. You got Waymo Mazda 6 time. I did. I got some proper time in it and Mm -hmm. actually went to lunch and took some of the designers with me. And they were really admiring the car. Yeah, what's a cool car. Mazda 6, it's awesome. Yeah. And I think I had a 24. 15 or something it's not even the mm-hmm. new style mm-hmm. the updated uh style and yeah, yeah. we're just yeah this is a great car it drove great i was really happy with it but of course the waymo parking lot had waymo electric cars parked in front waymo. of it probably a lot of vans too yeah well yeah vans driving themselves they, they were actually driving yeah. them around yeah and i mean i saw an e-golf i saw bmw 530e which is mm. the hybrid from bmw it okay. had actually yeah. german license tags on it I think they were doing some testing or something. I mean, you name it. The Kia Soul Electric was in there. Okay. I haven't mentioned that guy in a there while. There you go. You're bringing back the Kia Soul. Of course oh, you yeah. are. Yeah. They were all in there. I mean, many Nissan Leafs. Is it Leafs or Leaves? I don't Is it a care. bush? I just don't care. That's really what Look, happens. a whole about, bush of my, Nissan. My. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> it's a topiary of <laughs> Nissan Leafs. It's, but look, look from the air, it's a swan. I've got a truckload anyway. of Nissan. A 
what? Never mind. I've got cars in the back trailer here. I'm bringing my, them in. My, my, this this transport is now a tree. Yes. <laughs> of course, anyway. all the Teslas, Model 3s, litter the landscape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Mountain View. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. But I was thinking about the electric thing. I do love this Mazda 6 suggestion. I think you would be very pleased. And I went I looking. I agree with that. I agree with that. I found at the dealership a 2016, I think. Okay. No, 2018 Mazda 6 iSport for $17,000, only 20,000 miles, hmm. and a six-speed manual. Hmm. This could work. They exist. Yeah. Which is very cool. And I was thinking about, well, electrics, hybrids, like you were talking about. And it just so happens, Fern and Rad, that the $37,000 price cap is exactly the starting point for a Chevrolet Bolt. I don't know if you knew mm. that, but if you go to the Excellent website, point. it's 37000 and change. I don't know Excellent if that was point. like you slid that in there or if that was a ringer or well, you just wanted me to knock that ball off the tee, but thirty-seven k <laughs> for excellent. a Chevy Bolt. But if you buy one immediately, you could still get the tax incentive <laughs> that takes the 7500 tax credit thing still happens. You're above your budget, but that's the trade. I mean, you've got to buy it like. The second you hear this podcast, because it's about to be done, because the, the rule exactly. is it's 200. The, the minute an automaker sells 200,000 electric vehicles, Tesla has reached it. GM is right behind them because GM, let's be honest, sold the EV1 that has been selling the Volt, mm-hmm. which counted. Yeah. So they are right behind it in, in tallying it up. But you might get it if you buy one right now. <laughs> Hurry. Okay, so I, I considered the Chevy Volt just because of the longer range takes mm-hmm. the anxiety out of everything and the newer ones can be had for way less than 37 i had the volt on my list as well i yeah. think it could be a real great option. i like i like the bolt i think they'd be surprised by the usability of the bolt i wonder if the problem with the bolt in this scenario is that it really has much more the cuv styling unfortunately well, mini CUV. It is. Mini, it's it's, super like, mini. A, it's, it's like an upright hatchback. It's like a Honda Fit is what it really looks. It, it actually kind I mean, of is the, the fit category. A CUV? Yeah. Well, but as much as we're blurring the lines, yeah. it isn't. But it. But that's like the stutter step before the GLA shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So the, I wonder about the if the shape is passable of the of the Bolt, and that's why I like the Volt. I think the current Volt sedan does a good job. I like the first gen, but the current Volt sedan does a good job of being a just a nice sedan shape that is also not look at me which is what a lot of the electric cars try to be is look at me sure, it isn't sure. it's just a nice sedan shape does tesla do that the look at me thing do they oh yeah mm-hmm. just curious does their founder do that at all not at all not at all i don't yeah. think so all right so my wild card here is a kia stinger wow that is a wild card and it's out there but okay. you alluded to space and luxury and comfort mm-hmm. i agree i with know all of you, that. you wanted the manual transmission but they said all right well we might consider if you know mm-hmm. we need to mm-hmm. you know one thing rises to the top as higher priority and they overlooked that and i found 2018 kia stinger gts used with 4,000 miles for thirty-seven thousand dollars. You are kidding me. GTs, GTs in Honolulu. In, in Unfortunately, they're on the mainland. Ah, okay. That's why it's not viable. Sure, sure, sure. And that is at the top end of their budget. I mean, yeah. they're thirty-seven and change, so they probably take thirty-seven flat for these. Mm-hmm. And gorgeous, that blue color. It's like, ugh, it sounds it's awesome. Eye but, searing. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I went searching, no Kia, use Kia Stingers in, in Hawaii anywhere. Mm-hmm. But maybe one day 
and it's it's just a wild card, something to consider. But it's got okay. plenty of space if you're hauling a lot of people around, gear, luggage, yeah, just something like that. Because we are talking with a Volt, it's still usable. It's better space interior than the Bolt is. Yeah, okay. You know, back seat space, luggage space, just kind of hey, we've got more needs now. Plus the dog. I know the Stinger's a big car. I it realize car. that. It's a big car, and it's an expensive car in this discussion, but, but I take your point. you know, for all your outdoor activities that mm-hmm. exist in Hawaii, it's it's kind of cool. It's not an SUV, but it takes almost as much gear as an SUV does. Okay. That's why I thought Interesting. Of it. But it's not viable again, because all of them are on the mainland, and there's no bridge <laughs> to Hawaii There's yet. no bridge. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you, you, you turn <laughs> turn left right there, go west. Turn You're left fine. at uh, You're be San fine. Mateo. Yeah. And keep going. <laughs> You know, in, in I've got a couple of wild cards here. In the uh, actually, the Volt is one of my favorites for this discussion. Sure, uh, I actually like that Mazda Six. I see that you, of course, could shop Accord hybrids. Yeah, you I could, like that. You could shop like that. that. I'm trying to think, that's the kind of the more, more normal stuff. Then I'm going to get a little bit into wild cards here. Uh, you talked about having uh, Lexus a family uh, connection to Lexus. This is not a great to drive car, but the CT200H which is kind of the Lexus hatch with the Prius running gear. Interesting. That's keeps it in the Lexus. It's not a huge enthusiast car, but it's, it's, you know, it's like the better, the better packaged Prius. You know what I mean? And I thought that's going to be a nice place to be. It's a hatch shape. I I don't (laughs) know. Better blank. Anything is, you know, any other car, but a Prius. Fair, fair. But I'll tell you my favorite wild card here. Okay. And I've looked them up and they're there. In Honolulu. Oh, really? For your budget. I've got a page in front of me right now, 10 of them, Hmm. well within your budget. Why not a BMW i3? The thought crossed my mind. Rear-wheel drive. Crossed my mind, yeah. They only have about 100 miles worth of range, but your commute is 40 miles. That would work. They're they're about a leaf in Mm -hmm. in terms of comparison there. And they're much better looking and more interesting (laughs) and nicer to sit in. That wasn't hard. True, true, true. Now... They don't have a lot of rear space. They don't. I mean, they have, but they don't have a lot of rear space. I don't sure. know how often you're hauling people. You don't really say. You say people come and you have to haul them around, but how often? Is it rare enough that if you get a lot of people, you could rent something when they come in? Because it is that, it's that trade-off. Uh, and, and how's Turo in, in Honolulu? I haven't even looked. Right. But could you rent something when they come in? If, if, if the rest of your life, you only need the two of you, let's haul around an i3 is fine. Get the i3. You can put. I've actually seen them around here with good roof racks on them. I've seen everything from yeah. stand-up paddle boards to bikes on the top of an i3. And so the the electric part of it makes me think the electric charging infrastructure in and around Honolulu in the main areas are probably pretty decent. And you'll have to get you know the heavy-duty charger for your house, sure. but you're already considering electric cars. And for some reason, the BMW i3 was not on your list. And I think. It's the hidden interesting choice here. Mm. So that's my wild card. But look, I've got them here in front of me in Honolulu. I looked it up in Honolulu specifically for everything between twenty-one grand and thirty-five grand. I'm talking used ones. New, they're expensive. The used, new, uh, the brand new one. By the way, I just looked. There's a there's a a BMW dealer in Honolulu that has two right now, and they're both almost sixty grand. Are you kidding me? Sixty grand, but for here, that? yeah, it's like fifty six <laughs> and fifty eight. No, but here I am with with between twenty two grand and thirty five grand for 2015, 2016s. Yes, yeah, interesting, and it kind of keeps it in the BMW family. They're already in the Mini Cooper, so they yeah, kind of like to keep I, it in I the think, family. There. I think there's a serious contender there. Hopefully that helps. What's your Lexus family going to say to that though? 
got the competition there. But well, Lexus doesn't if, make if anything. If Lexus will make a direct competitor, yeah. then the Lexus family can complain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got a lot of questions to jump jump to. I I uh, am starting out with Eli Miller sixty four's question on Instagram. Okay. Saying, Paul, you love Porsches, but you've never owned a 911. <laughs> why? <laughs> I can tell you why. It's because I've discovered Caymans. Mm -hmm. I do love 911s. I plan on having a 911 in my life. I just don't know when yet. But my first car was a 928, as you know. Mm -hmm. and then First Porsche. The first Porsche. Well, yeah. That's your first car. Well, I can't yeah. believe that. I can't you, believe I'm yeah, saying this, that. You have a sentence that begins, my first Porsche. Well, yeah. Huh? Sheesh. I, I, yeah. It's astounding to me. So, yeah. Had that 928. Loved it. Fell in love with the engineering, the quality, mm -hmm. the I mark, remember. the yeah. racing, all those kinds of things. And then at that point, I was able to afford another fun car. And you and I had discussed this endlessly. Yeah. I didn't want it to buy it for the flashiness. That was a big concern of mine. I didn't want to just, well, I could I love, love Porsches, but I don't just want to get something that would say flash. And at the time, I was living in L.A. and everybody has 911s. <laughs> I couldn't get into a 911. Yeah. I, it was too much money. And I... Well, how do I get into something Porsche? And right about that time, Caymans had come out and used ones were within my budget. Mm. And that's why I went after the Cayman and loved the mid-engine configuration, loved the small yeah, sporting so nature of that car. Yeah. And I've fallen in love with Caymans. I really have. Like I said, I hope to own a 911 in my life. I I know I will. I'm calling it now. I'm going to own a 911. You will, for point. sure. For sure. I just don't know when that is. And for now, Caymans are just so awesome. They keep getting better. And they're so legitimate as a real Porsche. And you might think, well, all the rest of the lineup isn't true. You know, like a true enthusiast would call any car but a 911, the fake, whatever. They're not true Not Porsches. the real Porsche. Yeah. Okay. It's not true because yeah. the thinking applies to everything they build. Mm -hmm. And that same approach, that same kind of thinking, engineering, all that stuff. And so... I'm I'm working my way there, but still I'm I'm in love with Caymans. Mm. I can't believe how good they, they are. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I said our 50 years of 911 film. I talked about this a little bit, and I, and that made me really respect the 911. And I'm not the Porsche guy, and it made me respect the 911 enough that the part of me went, I'd kind of like to own one. I have to admit. And mm. our, our friend Ty, who listens to the show, he's got a 997. Yeah, when we saw gorgeous. it today, man, that's a pretty car. <laughs> so cool looking. I just that's I, an 06. By I was the way. I was walking to my Lotus as you drove by me in the parking lot. I'm walking to my Lotus, which honestly is pretty much the ultimate look at me car in any crazy parking totally. lot in the middle of an totally. office park. So I was being that weird car, and his car drove by, and I just thought, that's a really cool car. So I, I have a soft spot for them now, but I agree with you. The Cayman is the better car to drive. I hate to say it. Yeah. I mean, granted, it doesn't yeah. have the super... I mean, uh, this is the whole discussion. The Cayman, with all the stuff that they do to the GT3 911, is the car they'll never build, Yeah, but the car we would all... I'm telling you, even if you don't like Porsche, trust me when I say this to you, this is the car you want. <laughs> doesn't exist, but that's the car you want. All right, so what else did you find here? Uh, OSU Cherokee wrote in on Facebook with a question that actually makes me hurt. I saw this. His, he and his wife are planning a trip from Oklahoma City to Portland, Oregon. The question is, they're going to go to the Indy race, mm -hmm. okay? The question is, they're looking at a four-day weekend, Thursday to Monday. Mm. They have a big 2015 uh, F-Type S, which sounds awesome. I like it. They're, we're talking about road trip cars. That sounds cool. And it's a convertible, Should too. Should they do this as a road trip? Um, um, okay, <laughs> this really makes my head hurt. Here's why it makes my head hurt. I looked up our friendly Google Maps. This is 1,900 miles one way. Is it really that far? 
It's 1,900 miles. Oklahoma City to Portland. Oh. Uh, it's over, according to Google Maps. Granted, you're going to drive faster than Google Maps, but according to Google Maps, it is at least 28 hours of driving. Let's say you drive Whoa. like I drive. You're going to get it down to 22 or 24. For those of you that are following along with the class, that is a day's worth of driving one way. Well, 24 hours, yeah. Full yes, a full day, day's full. worth of driving one way. If you drive straight wow. through, no brakes, you and your wife take turns, it's still going to take you an entire calendar day to cover that, that ground. I think this is too much. I think it's too much. Do you? I love Do the you? idea, but there's a part of me that, that wants to say to you, take that F-type and plan a road trip like this that doesn't have a, we have to fit it in this tiny time frame with an event in the middle. It's just the trip. Hmm. It's just the trip. And, and I'll go you one better. If you really want to do this, throw that car on a transport and fly to the perfect destination and drive it for a couple Ooh, of days and then transport it back. Because honestly, there will be a point, and I say this as a married guy with a wife who likes cars and likes road trips, to a point, there will be a point where you'll just, this will go from being fun to being a slog. Mm, and I yeah. don't want your weekend to be ruined by, we're still driving i love the transport it's extra cost it is but i do love the idea of them driving their jag around portland and enjoying their own car if but what about yes. a turo and find that exact car on turo in portland that's not a bad idea sort of like second best but but i almost feel like this is this is trying to be too much in, in one weekend i feel mm. like go to portland sure be rested enjoy it i like the turo idea maybe rent something else or I there. mean that is the opportunity try to rent the, something try else. The but if you love your for, car but, yeah. so much, but I, go get that car. I, I, I in want you in your F Type S. That's such a fun car, such a cool oh, car. Yeah. Take a really cool road trip, but don't try to cram it into this weekend. If you want to drive, look. This you're right. The route is Denver, Cheyenne, Salt. By the way, Cheyenne not that scenic to drive through. Denver kind of cool. Salt Lake City. By the way, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the better route. Don't go up high through Wyoming. It's just wind and construction. Go, go lower. I'm telling you. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Go, go lower. Go, oh. go Denver. Go I-70 and then come up 40 into Salt Lake. Pretty drive. Sure. Pretty drive. Oh, yeah. I definitely see that. So, you know, Oklahoma City, load that F-type. Not this same weekend. Load that F-type onto a transport. Meet it in Denver. Drive it to Salt Lake or Bo Boise, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then put it on a transport. You fly home from Boise and the car comes and meets you. I think that's a better use of your time and money a 24-plus-hour drive one way to get wow, to Wow, I didn't realize it was that far. In a weekend. And then you got to drive back. <laughs> you got there, and you're still talking to your spouse, but now you still got to drive back. Honey, I sold the car in Portland. I got us plane tickets. <laughs> Forget it. We're leaving the car <laughs> We're right out of here. there. We're leaving the car. We're done. <laughs> D. Griff Goes Places asked if we miss anything about the L.A. Oh, car scene. Yeah. The roads, people, car variety. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot to love about so much mm -hmm. there. And, of course, California is wild and crazy about cars, and there's so many cool places and cool events to go through. However, I was thinking about this actually today, okay. thinking about Moab, just thinking about yeah. that JLP yeah, and yeah. going, we pretty much have some of the world's premier off-roading right here in Utah. We do. And then I thought, well, we have also got Bonneville Salt Flats, like the premier high-speed Yeah. I mean, you want to go fast for mm -hmm. a long way anywhere in the U.S., it's the salt flats. Fair point. Fair point. And I thought, okay, well, we've got great canyon driving here and great roads around here. And we've also got a world-class racetrack. We do. It's awesome. I felt like, wow. UMC, yeah. And there's such a car community here. 
a lot of it's hidden away more so. Californians will get their cars out at the drop of a hat because for sure, for sure. Weather, well, it's the future. The weather doesn't exist there. <laughs> it's only fires. It's only fires and <laughs> oh sunshine. One of the two, awful. yeah. But, you know, Californians, of course, drive everything year-round, where mm-hmm. it's, it's very different here, where people tuck it away for, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the only bring them out during the right months and careful so you don't see them as much. But yeah. there's cars here. There's a mm-hmm. community. Yeah, hugely so. And yeah. I just thought, wow, it just seems like so underrated here, and it's just not talked about and not I agree. Acknowledge. It's the big surprise of when you and I moved here was discovering, just, wow, wow, that's here too. Yeah, Everything's car-related. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But there's so much in L.A., so much in California that yeah. is – it kind of dwarfs the amount in Utah, I'd say. I'll tell you honestly, the only thing I miss, genuinely, the only thing car culture-wise I miss is the ability to do a canyon drive any day of the year. Yeah, during the winter because, months. Yeah. Because the problem that we have here is there's about four months solid here where all of the really good roads, you just can't go do them. You yeah. just physically cannot go do them. They are, they are road-closed. Yeah, they have six to eight so, feet of snow on them. Well, but but even forget that. Plowed. They've actually They're just, closed. I mean, they've got the gates yeah. closed. Even if, for whatever reason, like last winter, it was a light winter, you still can't get up there. Okay? Yeah, right. The, the L.A. roads is just like, well, if you want to fight your way through the traffic, you can go do that road right now. Hmm. And I do miss that yeah, because because yeah. you have those days if you're if you're car freaks like we are you have those days where it just strikes you, you know what I like to do I just like to go decompress and go for a great drive if it's February in Salt Lake it's not happening it's true it's true skiing's it's just, happening yes but yes yeah, yes but, but you're not going to go for the drive that's a trade off I mean it's not really a bad thing but that it happened yeah, right. Chris soon uh, wrote in this is on a similar uh, similar uh, question he asked about California Highway 33 have we ever driven this. <laughs> Oh, yes, my friend. Oh, yeah. yes, my friend. Yeah. We have actually, I think, I'd have to go back and think, yes, now that I think about it, it's absolutely right. We have an episode on Highway 33 in every season every of season. the show. Yeah. It's an <laughs> amazing, amazing road. Uh, this season, season three, the Honda Civic Type R yeah. versus the Focus RS is on Highway 33. It is an amazing road. It is near nothing. Speaking of fires, parts of it's pretty much yes. moonscape and burned out. Yes, which we we uh, used as a result. Yes. But but it is near nothing. It's a great road, and the interesting thing about it is, about every five to ten miles, it changes its style. It's got a tight technical portion, then it's got a long, you know, like big visibility kind of fast sweeper portion where you can mm-hmm. see forever. Then it's got a tight mountain pine tree portion where it's like, don't go through that guardrail. It, it's <laughs> it's really cool. It's a great road, and so yeah, we've used it a lot. Right. Well, there's a question from Ryan Enns on here about smoothly cornering a canyon road when two of his five family members get motion sickness. How do you do this? Mm. He said, it doesn't matter what vehicle I'm in, what (laughs) apex I clip or don't clip, or the reasonable speed, his driving induces a left-hand smack or right-hand door grip from his wife. (laughs) He says, by the way, the vehicle that he does it in is a Toyota Sienna, which has the cornering capability of a Canadian moose. I like that description, by the way. That's a new favorite. That's funny. Ryan, you mentioned it doesn't matter what vehicle, but I kind of think it does. I think that's fair, too. Yeah. And it depends on how strapped in and how well the seats fit the person. Mm-hmm. If you're sliding around, if you're not comfortable, if you're not locked down and feeling the motion of the car, and if it's less rider active, air quotes, mm. like a like a bike. Sure. Your passenger on your bike is leaning with you into corners. They're, you know, gripping you from behind and kind of feeling, oh, you're leaning and they lean with you. They don't lean the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> they could, but it's that not would be bad. Well. Yeah. Welcome to high siding. Yikes. <laughs> uh, really scary. Yeah. So 
imagine you know the car is the same way i'm imagining your frs say sure not a lot of power but good power great tires if everybody's locked in and strapped down properly i think it will be less so if you've got a car that's you know transmitting a lot of undulation and you know just terrible cornering it's wallowy and has a ton of body roll you're you're, kind of you're introducing seasickness for lack of a better way to put it yeah i kind of do believe it it is the car i'm kind of curious as to what other cars that you've driven her in Again, I can't say it across the board, but if you do get motion sickness, then you just you just do. It doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, that's the hard thing. It, this is a really difficult thing to navigate. I'm gonna I'm gonna tranquilizers give... horse tranquilizers. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's asleep, and it's going well. <laughs> uh, a couple of thoughts. First off, does your wife get motion sick on a back road ever if she's driving? Ah, I wonder if she doesn't. I suspect she doesn't. But here's so this leads me to my main question is. What happens if the two people in your in your family that get motion sick? And that's the thing. In some cases, it, there's just no way around this. But what happens if those two people are really watching the road? I don't mean kind of watching the road. I mean like they're looking around the corners and they're looking for what's next as if they were driving. Does that help? Mm, I think sure. that combined with less body roll will go a long way. I don't know that it solves it. It really depends on the person. And I've known people, literally, I've known kids that have outgrown it. They, they used to get a lot of motion sickness, and sure. now they don't. I mean, it, it really is person to person. But I wonder about actual visibility of really looking down the road, because I suspect your wife doesn't get sick if she's driving. So mm. I'm wondering about that level of brain uh, engagement in what's going on might help. I mean, honestly, just retraining people and retraining yourself as to where to place your eyes while you're driving, mm. it comes from track driving. It's yeah, always eyes it up the track, eyes up the track. If you're looking 10 feet ahead of the car, 20 feet ahead of the car, yeah, yeah. It, it can Don't introduce a whole lot more. And your son was doing that when you were drifting. You remember you were saying mm-hmm. the story about when you told him to turn his head. It's a great point. So he yeah. was looking where the car was going to go, not looking straight out the front because mm-hmm. then the world's flashing by. But if his head's turned to the he, left or right. You're absolutely right. The first time we, I, I forgot about that. through that, that turn. completely relates. You're absolutely right. The first remember? time we were in that E36 drift car. Right, right. We did our first session and he felt like he was going to get motion sick, which he doesn't get motion sick. Yeah, yeah. And I said, buddy, where are you looking? And he said, that way. And I realized he was looking out the front of the car like normally. And I said, no, 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 buddy, you got to look where we're going. I said, look out this window with me. Look out that side window with me. Once he did that, the second session, he still timed out. But the second sure. session, he didn't feel sick anymore. That's a great point. Right. It was big time it has eyes to do with the your passenger. Eyes. That's yeah. a great point. You know, just training yourself. And then, totally, you yeah. know, new driving skill. Look up the road. Look mm-hmm. where you want to be, where you think you, you know, where you want the car to be eventually. Yeah. It smooths out your hands, too. It smooths big out your driving. Time. Big time. Uh, David, our G-man on, uh, on uh, Instagram, wrote in and asked about YouTube and our TV episodes. He said our last TV episode mm, on YouTube yeah. is season two, episode two. That is the E30 versus the 80s 9-11. Uh, he said he's seeing them. He's a patron. He's seeing them. He's seeing all the new stuff. He's seeing all the stuff synthesis, but he's curious about the TV episodes on YouTube. We may have mentioned this before, but it's one of those things where I don't know if we actually verbalized it or just you and I talked about it, Paul. Sure. So let's clarify. Uh, what happened is we started we started showing episode, season two stuff on YouTube. And to be completely honest with you, it was going mostly ignored visibility-wise, yeah. views-wise. Yeah. I mean, uh, six months prior, a video like that was getting two or three times as many views in the same period of time as it was when we dropped that stuff. So by the time we got to two episodes into season two, we realized – that our fast blasts were doing just as well as those were. And we had other opportunities to put the TV stuff out where it could make money behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yep. We just realized there wasn't a whole lot of point in putting the TV episodes on YouTube anymore, so we've decided to not do that going forward. I'm sorry if we haven't communicated that clearly. The YouTube channel will continue to exist. Fast Blasts are the main thing. There's the long terms coming up. I've got a Cayenne when you've got a Cayman one and an Expedition one. Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to do another one on the Lotus, so a lot of long-term stuff coming up. We've got a couple other Comparos we're thinking about doing that will be YouTube only because they don't really work for TV episodes. And as you may have heard, we're talking about mountain bikes and motorcycles and classics all being added. So there'll be YouTube content that will be a little broader, but it will not be the TV stuff. The TV stuff will be specific to, think of it this way, any any way you watch TV. That could be velocity, traditional cable, or more online streaming, but that stuff. Right, exactly right. I mean, it has to do with viewership habits, whereas YouTube yeah. is more of yeah, a yeah. bite-sized chunks, you know, smaller short form We're kind of stuff. We're seeing that more and more as time goes on. Whereas the sure. TV and the commentary, our commentary, is really related more towards the long form kind of content, 22 minutes of a, mm-hmm. say, a 30-minute episode. It's, it's more geared that way. Russell G. asked, how do you know if you can trust a car dealership? Russell, I don't know if you mean for car sales or service or kind of what aspect of a dealership. Reviews, my friend, Mm. but not just Google reviews or Yelp or something like that. I mean, depending on the type of car they sell, whatever Mm. enthusiast car they sell, go try to find some of those forums, say a Mustang. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay, Do Mustang owners on that forum over here, what do they have to say in the threads about said dealership? Mm, Interesting. Because that's where you get the real stuff from enthusiasts, the real honesty, even though most people are pretty honest and straightforward on the Yelp and the Google reviews and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. Yeah, I had a good experience, whatever, but from an enthusiast standpoint, say it's service, sure, hey, I took sure, my sure. Mustang there, and man, they did a great job, or, you know, they those buffoons, they yeah, yeah didn't yeah. put on an oil filter or something, you know, sure, like sure, that, sure. you'll really find that on, on the forums, but it's it's a little bit that's harder good. to find, but that's where you, you'll really get the, the straight talk from the enthusiasts. What I also find interesting, and you've talked about this before, sometimes when you look on the Yelp reviews and those kind of things, what can also be more interesting is if you read those. Read a scathing one mm-hmm. and see if the place responded. Exactly. And if they responded, how did they respond? That's a great point. Because sometimes they respond very well, and sometimes they respond in a way you're like, okay, not taking you my business. Right, right. I mean, usually either the general manager or the owner of the restaurant or whoever will jump in and say, we're so sorry you had a bad experience. If you come back, we promise to make it right. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Or if it's very defensive and you don't know what you're talking about, there's plenty of people that like this place, yeah. maybe take Can that with a Yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else on here? A uh, real quick one from David Pirro. I mean, there's a lot. There's a ton, but I did want to cover this one real quick. I've mentioned it before. He's, he's asking me back to the days of my FRS. Oh, now, yeah. if you follow along, I did an, a header and an exhaust right, and then right. did the open flash tablet tune. Pretty much destroyed the problem with that car, which was the torque dip. Just just blew it away. Got a little bit of extra horsepower, but the more more important thing was the drivability went way up. Mm, yeah. Now, the yeah. open flash tablet tune that I had was actually done for my parts. They actually built a version for those parts, which was great. You probably also heard me say before, all the exhausted was add noise. Did not add anything else, but the header did help. He's asking, what do I think of just doing the open flash tablet? Mm. Mm. David, the short answer is yes, please. I would say it did yeah. Yeah. 60% of the improvement was the open flash tablet. So you could just do that, not do a header, not do an exhaust, and still get an improvement out of the car. Fantastic. Guys, thank you for writing in. There's so many questions we didn't get to, but please keep asking. We love talking about random stuff, of course. And thank you for your support, watching everything. We hope to announce everything live on Amazon Prime shortly. 
It's always, there's always things to share for sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Guys, thank you again. Really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to next time. Cheers. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.